How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Wow. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. Welcome to the Weekend Update with Dave Dufour and Keith Parrish. Every Monday on The Athletic NBA Show. It did the same thing to me that it's intended to do to work. Ding, ding. I have access to information wow. that the public doesn't. And welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish recording Sunday night. And that means we got a little weekend update action. And Keith, we got some news. Nas Reed emergency pod. That's right. A little bit of free agency news. Hot on the heels of the NBA draft. Minnesota Timberwolves are bringing Nas Reed back. They agreed to a three-year, $42 million contract new contract it has a player option key so if he plays well it's really only a two-year deal but this is a good deal for Nasri. keeps him in minnesota a really good deal for minnesota but man they're paying a lot of money to centers right now <laughs> they they certainly are dave right now i believe uh the season after this coming one in 2024 2025 they're paying over 100 million dollars for centers and yes i know Carl Anthony Towns can certainly shoot the basketball, can play some four. Nas Reed, one of the reasons he's so appealing, the man can space the floor, protect the rim. He was a huge, just a juggernaut off the bench for the Timberwolves this season. They sorely missed him once he got injured. Like, yeah, this is a great win for the Timberwolves franchise. They wanted him. It's an amazing developmental story. Like, Nas Reed wasn't very good a couple years ago, and he was great. He finished the season in the final 15 games of the year, he averaged 16 points per game off the bench, playing 20 minutes per game. He was like the microwave for the Timberwolves this year. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a great story for, for the Timberwolves locking him up. Yes, they have questions going forward. Like, I, I think a lot of our minds turn to, well, are, who are they getting rid of in the future? I mean, they, they don't have to do it now, but like, they're not going to have all three of those guys go bear well, towns like, and not read on the team. You just in, traded in a couple all years. those picks. You just traded all those picks for Gobert. So Gobert's not the guy who's leaving. Uh, you just re-signed Nas Reed. Nas Reed is there uh, at least for this year. I mean, the writing feels on the wall to me. And Carl Anthony Towns, as far as a, an asset that you could put on the table, it's going to bring you some good players back. Probably some future draft picks, which you may need because you gave them all up. Rudy Gobert, and, and frankly, it would be a turn in the right direction, I think, Keith, in saying this is Anthony Edwards' team going forward. That is our best option to win a title is to build around him. Well, you also have, I mean, you have proven veterans on the squad already. Like, you have uh, front court guys like Kyle Anderson's there. They drafted early second round Leonard Miller. I mean, sure, he's a developmental project, but that, that's, a, that's a lot of bigs. I do think this team, if it is uh, focused on Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards and then just defensive bigs, that, that that might work for you. But also, like, Carl Anthony Towns, is it's his team. It's sort of his team. He's been there. And you saying they, they traded all this stuff for Gobert, that's some cost fallacy, man. Like, no, dude, get, well, it's more also reality, though. It's reality, it is kind of Keith. reality. Right. The problem is this new CBA, which apparently they're still writing and no one's seen it. 
<laughs> the new CBA basically put a pox on your household if you pay the 35% supermax to any players who aren't like Jokic or, you know, like, or Giannis or Embiid or something. Like, if you're paying these supermax contracts, which is like what Gobert and and Cat have, it is so hard or it's going to be so hard it looks to build your team so, like, even if they wanted to trade one of those guys, it seems hard to get full market value for them because the team that's acquiring them is like, oh, we have to pay. Wait, we have to pay them $46 million? We have to pay them a third of our cap? And I'm not sure they can be a number one guy on a on a <laughs> well, conference right. finals level if they were team? If they, if yeah, they so, were the number one guy, they wouldn't be available, Keith. That's the thing. That's I mean, it's... This is why getting like the Wizards did a good job, I think, of getting out of the Bradley Beal business when they did, because it's only going to get harder as that new CBA kicks in. What if the new what if they're spending so much time on the new CBA? Because there's like like going to be a, a go bear trade exception where it's like, <laughs> hey, if you traded six first round picks for a guy making too much within 12 months of a new CBA. There's a little great. There's just there's a little grace period where hey maybe we can undo some of these things because like this sucks. Listen for the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves should get to keep awesome developmental project Nas Reed who paid off big time. They should also get to pay Jaden McDaniels who is an awesome draft pick while also maxing out Anthony Edwards who rules without being punished for trading all those stinking picks for Rudy Gobert. And and now they are going to be punished because they're going to say they're literally being punished. Like you messed up, and this new CBA moves. Uh, Well, okay, so so Nas Reed. It's funny enough that we're talking about Nas Reed, who is a very good player, but he was a big name on my free agency list for a lot of teams. I thought, yeah, he he was a guy that not only would he help a lot of teams, the Minnesota Timberwolves absolutely missed him after he was out with injury. They missed him in the playoffs. Yeah. When Gobert was struggling, I mean, he was he was sort of there. I don't even want to call him a changeup because he's so fast, can dribble, can shoot the three. He does so many things. And now he's not as good defensively as Gobert, but he gives you so much on the offensive end, and he still gives you quite a bit of defense. And I thought that they really did miss him in the playoffs. So this is kind of a big piece now off the board. And you know, you start looking at the free agent list, and I don't. I don't know about you, Keith. I I don't love it if I've got cap space. So it begs the question here. Is free agency dead? Is it just dead? Are good teams just, they're keeping their good players if they want them. And if they don't want them, you got to say, wait, why don't they want this guy? Because it feels (laughs) like a lot of guys who you have to ask that question to. Um, It's a fair question. I think free agency has been dying. And I think with Nas Reed going off the board this early, yes, it's officially dead. I mean, <laughs> legitimately, Nas Reed. It's such a funny line, I know. No, but Nas Reed legitimately is like one of the best guys available. It's weird where, all right, so he's young. He's one of the only young guys that was available. And I think literally every team out there, not just those with cap space, all the fan bases where they knew their team was going to have the mid-level exception available to them, everyone circled Nas Reed and was like, can we get that big? for like three years, 36 or whatever, whatever it's going to be the full MLE over three years. I think the amount that, that, that Nas got from the Timberwolves is notable because I think they, they looked around maybe Nas's camp is like, listen, our, our market is going to be the MLE. Someone's going to give us that. Is someone, it's one of the few cap space teams where they're going to pay more for it. And I don't know, like, I think possibly, because again, it's just like, you got to spend your money on something. 
I'm not saying to, to dole out bad contracts, but if you have a bunch of cheap contracts and you can get a 23-year-old rim protector four spacer, and I, I do wonder personally about Nas's own game, like, was the end of the year scoring streak? That might have just been like a hot, little hot spell. But the, the guy can play, and he seems to be beloved on the Timberwolves. But going back to the is free agency dead? Yeah, it's certainly dead. And also, we got to come up with a new term or adjective when these, when, when everyone's making their best free agents available list. Yeah. And like all the top free agents, like, all right, that guy might be the best player, but nobody wants him. Like it costs too much. And well, it's like, would you, well, would you rather Dave? It's like, oh, would you rather give not 23 year old Nas Reed three years or 42? Or would you rather pay uh, mid thirties Draymond three years, 130 or something like, like, like I, I see, I think this is like consensus. The top free agents this summer, Dave, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Do Very any of the teams, reliable guys, do any of the cap space teams want them? No. Chris. So Milton, if the, likely like third on that list coming off an injury year. Yeah. Like Fred Van Vliet's a good ball player. Fred Van Vliet, four years at the max at his age. Like, again, do any of the teams with cap space really well, want let's him? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about okay. that. Because okay. the cap space teams, this is part of why free agency is dead. Yeah. The cap space teams are all mostly bad or not competing in, you know, let's say the upper half of the league. I mean, you got the Houston Rockets with 60, almost 61 million in cap space, but they're a young team rebuilding. I mean, I actually think it would be to their detriment to sign a big free agent. And and like the guys that they're even talking about, if they brought back Harden, okay, great. Well, now you've got all these young guys you have to move because I mean, what are you doing? You're not developing them with Harden signing Dylan Brooks. Like what's the point here? You're just taking away shots from the guys who need to get shots. So did, Dave, did, did, really did Cam beginning. Whitmore falling to the Rockets? Did that hurt James Harden and Dylan Brooks in free agency? I think it did. I think it did. Fewer right? shots in Houston. Yeah. So Houston Rockets, like that money just doesn't matter. I mean, they're going to get to the floor and they they likely get to use their space to bring in more assets, but they're not signing anybody. The Utah Jazz, 47 million. Okay. Utah Jazz have a lot of good young players who actually need to play. Who are they bringing in? They're not going to bring anybody to get in the way. This is going to be another development. I kind of love Fred Van Vliet for the Jazz. I mean, uh, okay, saying. well, maybe <laughs> uh, San Antonio Spurs. They just got, right. you know, already Hall of Fame player Victor Wimbledyama, right? They've got Kelton Johnson. They've got Devin Vassell. They've got guys already. They're just cheap. I can't see them going out and, and making a big splash in free agency. So when you get down the list, it's the Sacramento Kings, 35.6 million. Maybe they bring somebody. Indiana Pacers, 32 million. You've got Detroit with 30 million. Nobody's going there. Orlando, 24 million. I don't see them making a big splash, although I could see them you trying to get one of these guards like Fred Van Fleet. You got Monty Williams coming into Detroit. You got Cade Cunningham, elite passer. You got Jake mm -hmm. Nivey. You got Asar Thompson. You got Jalen Dern. That team is ready for somebody to put buckets up, man. What, a Morris brother? They have Boyan still, so they've got a guy who can get some shots up. Boyan's probably available. I mean, trade him I mean, into I cap space so. somewhere. I, uh, I would guess so. But going it's just, back to when you, this is why free agency is dead. It's here's good players are they are signing these extensions. So the previous CBA actually worked. I think 
in some way, I don't know. I, I, I'm not smart enough to uh, come to a conclusion with this uh, question. I'm, I'm going to like ponder, but it's well, like, I'll answer it for you. Thank you. The like, like the new CBA seems to punish the spending teams. Like, Oh, you traded for DeJounte Murray. Now I have to pay him. Guess what? You're screwed. Uh, you, you, you traded for Bradley Beal. Congratulations, sons kind of screwed. Um, like, we, we say that free agency has been it's kind of tamped down, but like is the benefit now though for the players that they're, they're not hitting free agency where everyone's basically getting an extension. So maybe that is a benefit where it's like, all right, maybe the, the main guys are having suitors. Um, but the trade-off is, Hey, are you a pretty solid player? Guess what? You're going to get four years, 60 million just because your team doesn't want you to walk. And, and you know, they don't want you to walk for nothing. So they pay you something. So uh, yeah, but that's what I don't, I don't know the answer. To, it's easier to keep that asset in house. The guys can make more money by staying typically, right? Yep. You don't have to go. The, the cap machinations are just easier uh, to re-sign a guy. Uh, but do, also do like bird rights and things of that nature. And plus players want those bird rights attached to that contract so that they would yep. rather be traded and keep those bird rights. So that for the next deal, you know, again, they're, they're, able to keep keep kicking that can down the road and make more and more money. I mean, it all makes sense. It's just team building through free agency. is just not what you're going to do. When you look at the free agent list, Keith, I mean, what go just the list that you started. Yeah. Who's changing teams, James Harden. I think he's going back to Philly. Well, that's, that's Kyrie. what I like to think. Like who are, who are the, who are the best free agents that people want that might change teams that might be pursued? Like, I don't even think they're, they're changing teams like my top free agent list of like, because again, going back to the CBA thing, and this is where I wonder if it harms the players. Like, does this harm Chris Middleton? Like, I, I assume the Bucks are going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And I assume he's going to bounce back from well, for, an injury riddled last year. For Middleton, it made sense to opt out, sign the longer term deal, more guaranteed money. It'll be a, yep. sol- a, a smaller AAV. So that helps the cap sheet for the Bucks, but also 31 years old coming off an injury season. I mean, you lock that money up. I, I well, like, that makes sense, but that's like how Nick Vucevic. The idea being, all right, if 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 it was important for every team to win, not just the uh the playoff teams, like you know, there'd be right. a bigger market for Nick Vucevic because they're like, hey, it's good, we can win, let's sign this guy. But I feel like his market's depressed because people are like, well, we're not going anywhere, so we're not going to spend money on Nick Vucevic because we probably can't flip him if we sign mm-hmm. him to a deal. That's why I like these young guys, like you sign Nas Reed, guess what, you can flip him. I think Cam Johnson is the most desirable free agent, restricted free agent. So like the Nets say they're going to match whatever offer, but like I would much rather give Cam Johnson a 25% max, even if he doesn't maybe totally live up to that contract, he's going to have a better chance of doing it than like Draymond Green is. I, and James, Draymond, I mean, James Harden, 34 James Harden. years old. I, well, James what? Harden's going to make, yeah, like 50 million a year. And it's like, well, wouldn't you rather pay 28 to, to Cam Johnson? Like that's what looking at a guy like Bruce Brown. Every team wants Bruce Brown, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be interesting to see what his market is. Does he take a steep discount to stay with the Nuggets? He's a guy where everyone again with the full MLE is gonna be like, hey, uh, will you come here for a three for thirty six? We'll give you we might even give you like a you know third year player option, just like just yeah. like Nas Reed. But will someone will the Pistons want a Bruce Brown reunion and be like, we have cap space, screw it, like you're gonna have to turn down three years seventy, you know, well, to a- take to take eight to go back to, to, to the Nuggets. So that's an interesting question. Okay, and, and this is where I think the play-in, Keith, and I don't know what this podcast has turned into, but I like it. This is <laughs> this is where the play-in the has Nas really, Reed emergency pod. That's right. The play-in has changed the dynamic a little bit, right? Like Because there are fewer teams tanking. 
or outright tanking and tanking hard. Yeah. And so what does it look like in Detroit next year? I mean, maybe I'm, maybe it's on me. Maybe it's my bias assuming Detroit doesn't necessarily want to try to be competitive next year, but I mean, they should. So maybe they do need to kick the tires on Bruce Brown and throw a bunch of money at it. I mean, I, I, I'm in favor of every team trying to be competitive. Yeah. If you pull the ripcord later. Okay. But I would rather you at least go in the year uh, trying to win games. So I mean, Detroit, maybe it's, maybe it's on me. Maybe it's just what I've gotten used to with, with the NBA. Well, that's what the, that's what the league has gotten used tanks. to the, the, yeah. the way that the way the league is set up where it's like, you don't want to be stuck in the middle. So even if you have cap space, there's no use to sign like a pretty good 31 year old. Cause everyone's like, well, it takes away developmental minutes, even though I think it's faulty thinking sometimes we're like, bring in a 31 year old who knows how to play. That's yeah. good for your locker room. That shows you guys what to do. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm all about the competition and people trying to be good. But then there's also like the only team we know right now who's really apparently not interested in competing. It seems like is the Wizards, and so that's going to be a bunch of weird stuff. Like what do they do? Yeah. Are they is Tyus Jones their starter? Or are they going to relocate Tyus? Well, Jones they have, or look at all the look Monte at all the guards and they've got Delon Wright. Yeah, Jordan Poole. I mean, and Jordan Poole is a pretty good young player. I mean, that's that's a guy that maybe isn't even in Washington. Well, what about Kyle year? Kuzma? Now, will, Kuzma Kyle Kuzma be, will he be the guy that the Wizards like, listen, we didn't want to pay Beal. We thought it was just an albatross of a contract, had to get out of it no matter what. Porzingis, a little bit more interesting. We didn't want him. We got Kuzma something screams for him. sign and trade to me. Kuzma is a player that uh, that contenders are going to want, and yep. it just screams sign and trade to me. I, I think that that's a piece that the Wizards still have to play, right? Like when you look at their whole offseason – We've been making fun of them a little bit, and then we kind of take a step back and we go, "Oh, that's not so bad." And then we make fun of them again, and then we're like, "Well, in the aggregate, if you look at the whole thing, I think yeah. when you when when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, for Washington especially, the one team that we know going into next year is not necessarily trying to field the most competitive team that they can, the one team. But when it's all said and done, we will be able to look at them and say they cleared the books." They they're they're they have a vision finally. And I guess that's a win for I, them. I, but it's a loss I don't for know. Them. I don't know if I'm wrong here. I feel like we praise the concept of clearing the books way too much. Well, they didn't actually clear the books because they have well, they haven't yet, but there's but they're right. like, oh, we don't we don't want to have negative contracts. We're like, yeah, that makes sense to some degree, but but for what for what purpose? Like usually you clear the books and you also bring in assets. They brought in some assets, but like I mean, this just it's just cool Bali's team now. And, uh, oh, well, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that so literally like, is. I don't. Yeah. So I, I'm not totally sure if I'm like all the way on board because I still feel like having good players is useful. You can trade them later. That's why the Kuzma question is so interesting. You have to pay somebody. And that's mm-hmm. another angle of the new CBA, which, again, I don't fully understand the impact it's going to have. The whole you have to hit 90 percent the salary floor, which is much higher than previous seasons. So, like, technically, some of the teams have to pay somebody, but also you don't. You just get punished. You're like, I don't even well, actually is. don't even get punished. So here's what yeah. happens. If you don't okay. hit the salary floor, you have to hit a, the salary floor and you stroke a check basically to all the players on your team that are in there. So, so, so the same like, thing. Yeah. So you just pay the players the, the, you get to the floor by paying the players that are already on the roster. This, uh, you know, so who's the, the money, I, the money winds up in the player's hands. So like, I'm, I'm literally looking at some of the top free agents, like who's going to change teams. Like would somebody get wild, and like shake down the bucks for Brooke Lopez. Again, I would rather pay Cam Johnson his next contract than Brooke Lopez his next contract. But like, what about Jeremy Grant? 
you know, sort of, you know, not, not as much I mean, of the, a risk as Cam it's Chris, Johnson it's, because it's Chris Murray's team game. now. So uh, Jeremy Grant's got to find a new home. No, you would think the Trailblazers, if the Trailblazers don't re-sign Jeremy Grant, just imagine the headache of coverage that's going to get. Um, I mean, Damian Lillard, <laughs> who knows what song have you listened to on? That's right. That's right. I mean, uh, is the best free agent who's going to change teams? Have we gotten down to PJ Washington? Restricted free agent? What's going on there? What's going on with the Hornets, man? Well, they got Brandon Miller in town and Miles Bridges might be coming back. Yeah, I think the Hornets are going to have a bad summer. I just, they've already (laughs) not had a great. You know what the Spurs should do with their cap space, Dave? They should sign Jakob Pertle back. After trading him for a first round pick, they should pay him to bring him back and then trade him away again for another first round pick. That's a good use of assets. Uh, It sounds like Fred Cass. Sounds like we are off the rails. Time to wrap it up. Uh, For Keith Ferris, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been the Daily Ding Weekend Update on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding.